Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, dads. Welcome to another episode of the Rad Dad Show. Got another awesome guest for you today, uh, Miggy Chen, bassist and author, punk band, Teenage Bottle Rocket, yoga teacher by day, writer of things, bass player in that band, and of course a dad to his daughter, Olivia. We talk about his path leading him to becoming a dad, uh, you know, a little bit about our natural connection with our children, and one of the recurring themes on this show, the theme of the truly being present for our kids and how that presence allows us to be patient, kind, and caring fathers. So grab yourself a mocha chinchi, sit back, and enjoy our conversation. Thanks for listening. Righteous. Let's, let's do this. Welcome to uh, the Rad Dad Show. Hi. Um, to give you a little background of kind of what we do uh, here. So it's just like a, a dad's group that we started. Uh, it'll be three years in February. Uh, one of our mandates, our goals is to empower dads and to be good role models to our kids. And so encourage dads to get involved in the lives of their kids as well as uh, getting dads involved in their community. And so how we do that is we offer uh, family events, we offer dad events. And then one of the things that we've kind of done over the past two years now is the podcast. And the idea for the podcast is to hopefully dads listen to it and get empowered by by dads that are rad and uh, whether it's their art, their music, uh, that sort of thing. So that's why you're here. I reached out. Actually, Ray was our, our first uh, first ever inaugural. Uh, the inaugural rad, rad dad. dad. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's been downhill. I don't know. This might be might be what. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So so I I really appreciate your time and thank you for agreeing to to be here. Ah, thanks for having me, man. So let's uh, let's get started. Let's just uh, start with uh, who are you? Uh, my name is Miguel Chen. I play bass in Teenage Bottle Rocket. I uh, write books for Wisdom Publications, and I own a couple yoga studios. And do you want to expand the name and age of uh, one? I believe one kid. Yeah, I've got one daughter. Her name is Olivia, and she's 15 months old. 15 months. Okay, yeah. that's I remember that. So Kingston Yeah, we're still counting us. in months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll change soon. Yeah. So Kingston, my son here with us. So he's how old are you? 7. He's 7. Whoa. Yeah. So it'll take a while to get there. So let's start. First question, what is your definition of of a rad dad? How would you define that? Um You know, I was I was at a like a Target or something once. I'll give you a story. How's that? Great. Stories are good. I was at a Target once with my wife and daughter kind of shopping around, and this lady stopped me, and she's like, you're so sweet with your daughter, because I think I was just, like, making, like, baby faces with her or whatever while my wife was actually shopping. She's like, it's really nice to see a dad, like, involved and and connected, because a lot of parents just wander around on their phones and don't actually notice what their kids are doing. And so I think I think it's all about being present with your kid when they're actually there, right? Instead of just they're a background thing. I think it's about being connected. How 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 would you define that? What does that connectedness look like to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, at Olivia's age, she's she's just figuring everything out and she's learning things and and I think my role is to 
you know, to, to be there and be present and realize, you know, what she needs from me or realize when she needs me to kind of back off and let her figure it out on her own. But it's a lot of observation and then a lot of, you know, reaction yeah. to what I'm observing. It's, it's, uh, it's a mindful thing, right? Right. And so I'm going to actually jump. I had like a, a list, of the, but you're, you're kind of touching on this thing. So this was a quote that I just read your new book. And one of the quotes that stuck out to me was, when you truly accept that time is finite, each moment becomes precious. I wrote that? You did. Whoa. So I, I, and so I, my question to you then, related to that quote and, and what you were talking about, does this have a more, more meaning to you now that you're a dad? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously I'm away quite a bit with the band, but um, I think it sort of pushes me a little bit extra hard when I'm home. Like I really extra value each moment that I have with my daughter. And even if it's, we're just driving somewhere, you know, I, I, I'm aware that it's, it's such a special thing and that when I leave on tour and I come back the next time, like she's going to be different than when I left. So, so whenever I'm there and I'm around, I, I really try and take it in as much as I can because you only get that moment once, right? Right, that, that time. How do you then deal with being on the road and away from your kids? I, uh, my wife sends me a lot of pictures. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I call as much as I can. We FaceTime when we can. Um, you know, it's, for me, it's been a fact of life since I was a teenager that I'm, I'm just gone a lot. So it was a bit of, that was, that was my norm, right? Is to be gone and then be home and be gone and be home. And, um, it's just sort of figuring out how to incorporate her into that process too, you know? And, and like I said, a big part of it is when I'm home, I'm extra involved to try and make up for lost time. But you know, when I am gone, it's, it's definitely a lot of like, what's she doing? What's she do today? Like send me a picture. What new words? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get that. Do, uh, are you guys more conscious like as a band about how the tours that you pick and the time that you're away? The fact that, you know, Ray has a kid, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Does, I mean, you know, I think that kind of evolved naturally over time anyway. Um, at this point in our career, we tend to do shorter tours than we did back in the day anyway. You know, when I first joined the band, it wasn't uncommon for us to leave for like five or six weeks or a couple months or, you know, it was pretty normal. And I think, you know, maybe four or five years ago, we kind of had the like, pump the brakes a little and be like, you know, let's, let's be smart about this. Let's do shorter tours, but hit like, you know, the, a bigger the cities where we do better. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's a lot of like, sometimes we'll fly somewhere do five or six shows, fly home or, you know, for example, this tour, I think it's like six shows yeah. and I'm gone eight days. And, you know, that's a lot more normal for us now than, than leaving for, for two months. And, and lucky for me, that was already a thing that was happening with the band before Olivia was here. Like, yeah. So I imagine when she's a little bit older, I'm going to try and bring her along here and there. But, you know, we got a while before. Well, yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Kate, you can ask this question. 
What are the most rewarding aspects of being a father? You know, when I'm when I'm home, I I usually try to let my wife sleep in just a little more because she's been doing single mom while I'm gone, you know, and so when I get there, I wake up early in the mornings anyway, so most mornings I'm actually awake before the baby and before Man, she's not really a baby anymore. Before <laughs> Olivia and before my wife are up. And I kind of take my time. I, I do, like, my meditation and my writing exercises. And then I go and I get Olivia up and ready for her day. And and usually when when I first wake her up and pick her up and, like, put her on my shoulders, she just kind of, like, hugs me and, and rests her head right on my shoulder. And it's just so amazing. Like, it's, it, if I could just capture that one feeling you know forever so it's it's kind of hard to put into words but I'm trying it, it's so rewarding and I try and get that as often as I can because I know obviously she'll get older and and won't like koala bear me as yeah. much yeah. but uh just the it's just a natural connection we have you know like even if I'm gone and I come back like I'm her dad, and, and she deeply recognizes that on, you know, like a, like a primal level or whatever. She, she's my little girl, and I'm her dad. And, and so that, that very first mor- like moment in the mornings when we get up is, is the greatest. Is that, um, you know, thinking about that, so you're, 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 uh, would you classify yourself as a spiritual person? Would oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so you were a spiritual person before having a daughter? Yeah. Yeah. So have you thought about that? Like that connect, so you're the, like your learnings through, through your spirituality and your, your yoga practice and stuff like that. So you talked about like bottling that. Yeah. I'm like really interested in what that is. <laughs> like I, I'm a science teacher and like the biology, the biological aspect. So is there something in like your spiritual teachings that you could kind of mm. say what that is? Relate to that, you know, um, I mean, in, in really broad terms from like a spiritual perspective you could almost say you have that connection available to you with anyone or anything okay. at any moment right and but the thing is we're so conditioned to kind of not operate from that level that we have to work to be able to connect with like the act of drinking water or something can be like a super spiritual practice but only if you're like practicing drinking water in that manner where with your kid it's just you don't have to try you don't have whatever like egoic barriers you've built up your whole life to that connection it's it's just gone at least with those interactions and it can teach you what it's like so that you can remind yourself to be looking for it in other places in your life i like that um, what are some traits that you think make one a rad dad? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's challenging at times to be a dad, but I think a rad dad sees the bigger picture and sees that like, even if your daughter just like threw up in your face or something and you haven't slept in a week, that you still see the bigger picture and you're like it doesn't even matter like i just love this thing so much like they could throw up on me a million times and and i still 
love them, right? You, you talked about also like the you know being present. Uh, is there anything kind of other traits you you would can kind of consider like? Is it just really that simple? Like just being there? I would say number one thing is being there. Yeah, because all of the other things I would say are sort of immediate side effects of, of truly being present. Like if you're really, really there with someone, it's easy to be patient and it's easy to be kind and compassionate and caring. And all that happens naturally when you when you let go of sort of the brain stuff and just operate from like heart place with like a true presence, everything else falls into place. It's not, not easy to do though, is it? Oh no. <laughs> do you consider yourself a rad dad? Why or why not? <laughs> I, I really hope that I am. I, I, I'm most certainly trying my best I don't know if trying is the right word because I don't feel like I have to put forth a lot of effort, but you know, it's it's definitely something that's really important to me to to be a good dad. In fact, I'd say it's probably the most important thing in my life at this point, and so I certainly hope that I am. Sometimes I I naturally doubt myself, but uh, my wife seems to think I'm doing a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, so. no, she, she gives you the thumbs up. Yeah. I asked Jason Cruz that same question, and he he said, "Ask me when my kid's 35." I think that's like the, <laughs> the, the then then I'll know. Um, in what uh, in what ways has fatherhood changed you? Yeah, well, like you mentioned, or we were talking about just a minute ago, where I kind of had the spiritual practice and stuff going on before all of this happened. I I think I kind of lucked out where my path in life was kind of leading me to be ready to be a dad before she was even a thing. Like before we even knew we were going to have a kid or had thought about it, you know, if you saw me, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, you'd be like, that guy should not probably have kids. (laughs) Right. And so I really lucked out in the sense that, that I, I'd sort of evolved into a person who could do this, but Definitely since she's been back, it's sort of like a daily reinforcement of like these positive changes I've tried to make in my life. It's just a little bit more there. It, it's a constant reminder of like, like to yeah, kind of keep I, you going and you're, doing, need you're, to be, you're on the right path. Totally something. need to be like my best self, even if it's not always like the most fun or exciting thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it's always fun. Not, yeah. Maybe just yeah. not a, as exciting. I get that. Um, did you have uh, yeah did you have any fears about becoming a dad you, you said you were just kind of talking oh, about, yeah. about that path and yeah I mean like I said again by the time we knew that we wanted to have a kid I was pretty ready so fear was kind of minimal but there you know of course are moments of like oh god I'm gonna screw this kid up like completely um, you know I think me myself I'm sort of put together well enough that I feel confident I can do it but there are sort of external factors you know like my wife's Canadian and she she moved to the U.S. and and so that's in the back of my mind I'm like what if everything goes totally sideways in the U.S. which it kind of is yeah you know I'm like are we in the right place for my you know or like healthcare like if something happened could I afford it like 
and also you think about like the band and like income is kind of sporadic and you know so I guess any fears I have would be more based about like trying to be able to provide and if something went totally wrong like could I could I make sure that they're okay right yeah, no, I get it. It's a legitimate fear. I, that's something I do too. You, ne- you never know, like, especially in, in the economy here in Alberta. I, you know, I'm being a teacher. I'm, it's relatively stable, but I have friends and colleagues that the same sort of thing. It, it's such heavily oil industry, and so there's this like kind of down downward spiral, spiral, and you see that you know they struggle, and then that struggle then you know mediates down to their family, and then that. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely completely understand. So there's the, that that fear of the the provider being the provider uh do you do you you have a because you just recently moved i think or i saw something online or like there was some something happened like you're in you're in dallas no yeah yeah i I lived down in dallas a a number of houses that were kind of like obliterated in the sense that right oh yeah so yeah we we moved down to dallas texas earlier this year um my dad lives in a city called Arlington, which is super oh, close Oh, I have by. My, my aunt lives there. Oh, yeah. awesome. So <laughs> She's Canadian. So you know. she, she used to live here, and yeah. she, her and her husband, he passed away. But, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been there. I was there in, when I was in grade six. Oh, that's a great city. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nice. But, um, oh, boy. Yeah, so we moved, we moved down to Dallas, and about a month after we moved there, there was like this big storm. Yeah. I forget what they call it. It's like a downpour, like a spot. Anyhow, ripped a tree out of our yard, threw it onto our neighbor's roof, right? And we were like, that was crazy because my wife's right. from Quebec, I'm from Wyoming. We're like, I've, I've never seen anything like that. But everyone was kind of like, ah, you know, whatever, it's fine. Kind of normal around these parts, don't worry about it. So. Flash forward several months, actually, to just last weekend, I'm gone on tour, and my wife starts texting me, and she's like, I'm hearing all these sirens, and it's storming like crazy, you know what's going on, and we looked it up, and we're like, it's a tornado. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got to grab Olivia, you got to grab the dogs, go to the center of the house where there's no windows and stuff, and, and we were just kind of texting back and forth, like, I'm in Sacramento, you know, they're in Dallas, and watching the storm... And, uh, yeah, it, it ended up hitting, like, less than a mile from our house. Like, the path of this main tornado just wiped out so much of our neighborhood. Like, we, like, our buddy's house was toast, and we were just, like, and us, not a single thing. Not a single, like, broken tree branch, nothing. And we were just That's lucky. Wild. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, do you do you believe in luck? Do I believe in luck? Um, I guess not really. Uh, I how do I put this? It's I think kind of everything happens for us in a way. Um, so like when the tree got ripped out of our yard onto the neighbor's house, like there was something from that that we were supposed to learn and move forward with. And, and, you know, I, I especially hate to say it like in the face of like tragedy or anything, but I think, you know, some of the people that were affected by this tornado, like while it seems super devastating, they're, 
looked at from the right perspective, there's there's opportunity there, and the ability to kind of turn tragedy into into something greater. And I think that sometimes life, when we're really stuck, gives us a big major event to kind of kick us out of our comfort zone and, and force us to evolve, right? How, how do you think you'll, you'll translate those kind of lessons to your daughter? Is it just, is it, is it just a frank talk or just like... I, I think it's a lot of when the opportunity arises, yeah. right? Like, I, I hope that she sees me and her mom as people who kind of live life on our own terms, you know, running our own businesses and, and being musicians and traveling and, and kind of avoiding, you know, like the supposedly stable nine to five or whatever, you know, I've seen in my own family, like, you could die whenever right you don't you don't know and and because of that you know I've always really tried to follow my dreams and especially with the band and and my wife is really very much the same way and I, I hope that Olivia just kind of picks that up by by being one of us right she'll see like you know just because your friends family does things one way doesn't mean you can't do things a completely different way and you know, coming from that perspective, hopefully there'll be plenty of opportunities to, to present these little lessons and bit of bits of wisdom, right? I, and that's the, you kind of talk about, that's how I would define a rad dad, that my definition is someone that kind of pursues their dreams and, and does their own thing, yet at the same time is there and present, like, like you've kind of said. So I, I, I appreciate that answer. Here, ask this question, number seven. Describe the relationship with your father. The relationship with my father? Yeah. Um, like I said, we just moved down to Texas to be close to him. Um, my dad is, is, he's a math guy. He's been a math professor for like 50 some years. And uh, growing up, my mom was kind of the like music one and like the spiritual one. Um, yeah, my dad was always there and always like sweet, but He's really like logic driven and and so when I wanted to like start dyeing my hair green and like playing bands, I, I, he didn't really get it, but um, you know, my, uh, my mother passed away when I was 16 years old and then my sister passed away when I was 17 years old and that whole experience really turned my and my dad's relationship into something completely else. Like after those events, we we got really really close and like i talked to my dad a couple times every week even when i was still living in wyoming and and now you know he comes over once or twice a week just to hang out um actually kind of what prompted all this was last year his wife called me kind of out of the blue and i was like what's going on and she's like oh your dad's in the hospital he had a heart attack and i was like what <laughs> you know and um so that kind of, I, I sat and I thought, like, why are we still in Wyoming? We, we don't really have any family here. Obviously, I can live anywhere and do the band because it's been many, many years since we all lived in the same place. So I just saw the opportunity. Like, life, life forced me to, yeah. to change, right? And so 
we we moved down there to be closer to him and all these other opportunities kind of started opening up for us you know um yeah me and my dad are, are are super super close now and and he's so supportive and awesome of of everything that we want to do and you know he lights up like a christmas tree whenever he's with olivia and it's really special i, I treasure it good that's great um, has there been one standout moment that you were extremely proud of your kid for an accomplishment? I know she's, she's relatively young now. Is there something that kind of sounds out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at her age, you kind of get extremely proud about really small stuff, which, which is awesome. That, that doesn't go away, you though. You know, because, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I hope it's a feeling you can carry for the rest of your life. But it's like the other day she pulled herself up on a chair and sat down and I was like oh my god (laughs) that's incredible and and, you know um, we've got a couple dogs and and they just have been training with our buddy who's a professional dog trainer and so they're kind of on this program and it's a lot of commands that I do with the dogs and a lot of noises and like pointing and like she started doing that so she'll just come up to one of the dogs and just like uh, uh, and like point her finger like <laughs> yeah. try to get him to do the stuff and that makes me really proud I, I she just gets it you know yeah. and it uh, makes you proud but also probably cognizant of the fact that she's always watching absolutely <laughs> right um on the, on the flip side of that is there been a standout moment that you have kind of like a, a dad fail like a, a funny kind of embarrassing moment oh i mean there's plenty there's so one week in a month, my wife flies back to Wyoming to like lead a yoga teacher training, and I'm, I'm on single dad from like a Thursday through Monday, once a month. And a lot of like, oh, we've got the system figured out. She goes to bed at this time, blah, blah, blah. She sleeps through the night, all this stuff. My wife will be gone one or two days, and the whole thing falls apart. And then I'll be like texting her like, you know, she... I just had to change her diaper for the fourth time tonight. She blew out the entire bed. I'm doing laundry <laughs> at three in the morning. Like, what did I do? Like, I I did what you do. Why, you know? But yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, but you you deal with it. Life goes on, right? That's number twelve. What's in the future for Teenage Bottle Rocket? What's end Yeah, we. This is the last show tour tonight, and then. Next week, we're in Florida for, for the fest. And then shortly after that, we are in Japan. Um, definitely one of our favorite countries to play. Really looking forward to that. And other than that, you know, we're starting to put together dates for 2020. Um, we operate pretty much on a two-year cycle, it seems like. Do a record, tour, tour, tour. Do another record, tour, tour. And I... I imagine we'll just keep doing that as long as as long as people keep caring. Yeah. Right. Is uh so has has having a kid if, like changed? I, I'm not sure how how influential or if you're part of the songwriting process, like, and if yeah. you are, like, has a, a uh, having a kid changed that? I I wrote a song about that? her that was on our last seven inch. Which was actually a split seven inch with the Ray's right, sons the robots band, the yeah, yeah, human yeah, robots. Um, so that's that's very very different. Um, 
you know, I'm writing a bit more for the band than I did before. I think it's kind of been um, maybe less about being a dad and being a husband, but more about, you know, Brandon was a big cog in this machine. And, and in Brandon's absence, I think the rest of us kind of had to step up what we're doing a little bit. And, and the way that I've been doing that is trying to bring some songs to the table. So on Stay Rad, last song on there I wrote, and then on the 7-inch I wrote that Olivia Goes to Bolivia song. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, so how does it influence your, your writing with regards to your books as well? Has it? <laughs> you know, my, uh, I'm working on a kid's book. Sweet. So, yeah, I guess in that aspect, I, I don't think I would have ever done that. But um, as far as my you know, adult self-help books or whatever. It is in the back of my mind that someday she'll be able to read and she'll be able to read these. And, you know, there's there's some stuff in there that's kind of... <laughs> I don't know if it's stuff the kids should have to know about their dad, you know, but at the same time, a lot of it is the story of, like, who I am and how I got here. And, you know, obviously things in my past that are kind of dark, and, and I don't think that trying to hide that from my daughter is doing her any favors as much as, like, sort of being upfront and open with it so, you know, she can see and hopefully make different mistakes than, than the ones I made. Right. Learn from yours, yeah, and, it's, you know, I, th I think uh, you have to be real with your kids, and I, cause I think they see through it if you're not. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your favorite dad joke? Favorite dad joke. Why am I drawing a blank on this? I do I do dad jokes constantly and my <laughs> wife is just like so bummed out. Oh man. This probably isn't my favorite, but here's one. Uh what did Michael Jordan see when he went into the bathroom? Scotty pooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you see, you're too it, young. It's way too young. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one. Wrap, wrap it up here, and uh, you can get back to your your day. Uh, any fatherly words of wisdoms to any of the rad dads or any new dads out there uh, listening to this? Yeah, I, I would come back to this idea of just being present, and I think everything else kind of falls into place if, if you're really truly present there's not a lot else to worry about or a lot else that you need to focus on at least from my experience so be present okay thank you for being present here with us uh for this interview i really appreciate your time and we both look forward to your show today fantastic thank you both so much thanks Mingy.